It's the first show of the year. Could you say words? You're paid to talk for a living. <laughs> and that's how we start the Fall Cup. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fall Cup. As Eagle, we want to get Eagle's look of disdain for how we approach this show. This circus act that we are in a clown car, in a shipping container, in parts unknown, in an armpit of Montreal. You have to blindfold me to get me here. Exactly. In a van, so I wouldn't know where it is. You're not supposed to know where it is. No. <laughs> not supposed to know where it is. We don't want people coming after us here, knocking, banging on the uh, door here. Uh, welcome back to Fall Cup. It is the Fall Cup 2021. Uh, we are in Fall Cup mode. We had a successful spring season. And now we're on our way towards hopefully uh, finishing off this year, fingers crossed, then entering the winter season in a few months from now as we get ready for what should be a fun eight weeks of football coming up here, which is going to be different than normal as we are going to have a different system of how it's going to be from a format perspective for Tier 1, 2, 3, and for co-ed. And because we don't have uh, our man who is actually in the ATL with his wife, Eagle, good afternoon, good evening to you. Hello. Your uh, voice is cracking. And I had a wedding. I yelled a lot. Yeah. I'm sure. ah! <laughs> ah! Let's go some shots. There you go. Like <laughs> and so because PC's in the ATL, we found someone else to replace him. Someone who's who's desperate to be part of the show. Who's probably more into it than we are. all are. You know, like, I remember this guy's like, yeah, I remember hour four, fifth, minute 15, 10 seconds in. You were talking about this. I'm like, no. Peace. You remember that? No. I think I was high. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> uh, let's welcome in uh, Iggy Magnets, IBM. Iggy, how you been, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you. Don't be nervous, man. Yeah, I'm uh, a little fidgety. It's first yeah, time. First time on the show. Yeah, the first time on the show. Come on, Iggy, please. It is. Iggy, is Technically, it, it, is. it is. In here, we've, we've called him, yeah. annoyingly, it, but you know, like weird hours of the night. We <laughs> have, but but you know... I wasn't calling him. <laughs> but you know what's funny, though, that in golf... People will call up the PGA event. Hey, listen, so and so botched the shot. He should be docked three strokes. That's who Iggy is. Iggy's the type of guy. Hey, listen, you guys have messed up here. Uh, we don't have a quarterback when there was a quarterback, right? Remember Vince Nardone? Was he throwing for them? Was he not throwing? Oh for yeah, them? I remember. Oh that. yeah, yes, exactly. That's what, that's what I came up. Yeah. All right, so Fall Cup is here. We're going to uh, recap, preview the season that will be for the Fall Cup. We do have a message from Pease, from the other co-host, who would normally be here from Atlanta. So I wanted to just uh, play this for the audience. So we've introduced ourselves, but Pease wanted to say hey, something, Hey, FPS too. Nation. Pease coming to you from Gainesville, Georgia. I'm out here on Lake Lanier, and I'm completely heartbroken because I'm missing the first week of calling the Audible of the fall season. I missed largely the first week of the fall season, and it's been a really tough time. I'm having trouble dealing with the pace of life out here. With all this craft beer to drink, all the bourbon I got in the house, and it's, uh, it's been a really tough time. And all the peace and tranquility got me thinking, what is it that, that I miss most? Is it players complaining that we missed their stats, or Moe not understanding any of my jokes, referees blowing calls, Iggy, that traitor, replacing me on the show, or Eagle yelling at me because I'm late once again to get to the studio? Well... I have a few more days to figure it out. And it really, really hurts that I can't be in Montreal with you all right now. Um, so in the meantime, I'll be back in week three of calling the Audible. Enjoy the show. Wow. So if we can just zoom in on his headshot for us, please, Eagle, if you don't mind. You want to zoom in on him? Yeah, just have his headshot. <laughs> hey, FPF there. Nation. All right. look, look, look at this glow he has going on. Yeah, he he looks like a godly, earthly, like he looks, <laughs> divine peace. He, he looks like one of those uh, people that goes door-to-door selling like religious books. Hi, are you Joe with this and stuff? Hi, do you want to get yourself a Bible and talk about why God is great? That's how, and, and where he is, he's the deep south, right? So it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with what he's doing right now in the south. <laughs> He should go advertise for FPF. Exactly. Hand out FPF handbooks. Hi, you look like a five-star recruit. Okay. we got a really good program for you up in Montreal <laughs> that can come really enhance your skills. Come play tier one with us. Look at that face, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, he, it's like, I'm just waiting for, like, a bunch of swamp monsters to come out from that lake. Or an eagle. Yeah, you know, because, you know, he's not far from Alabama and stuff. But anyway, so thank you, PZ, for those uh, well, nice well wishes here as we are going to dive into it. So, look, we have the Fall Cup here. It's going to be eight weeks here. Eagle, uh, any specifics that we need to inform our viewers and them trying to understand what's going to happen 
for these next two months. So the big difference between our regular seasons and the Fall Cup is the uh, tiers and the schedule. So normally we would have anywhere between eight and ten different divisions. For Fall Cup, we have four divisions. So the co-ed cup and then there's tier one tier two and tier three just for like as comparisons normally tier one is divisions one to three arguably maybe the upper end of four but usually it's like one to three ish in terms of caliber tier two is like four a to five a caliber and then tier three is like five b down to six caliber ish again it, it varies a little bit what happens is the schedule is divided into three rounds. You have the preliminary round of four games, the qualifying round of four games, and then the elimination playoffs. So right now, the four games you have in your schedule are the preliminary round. You got randomly assigned teams in your tier to play games with. And at the end of those four games, all the teams in your tier will be ranked top to bottom like we would normally do standings. We'll cut in half. Then there's going to be an upper group and a lower group where you play the next four games within that group. And that will determine the final seeding of the tier going into the playoff round, which is the eliminations, essentially. So essentially you have four blind dates coming up in this round of games. And then we figure out if you like pretzels or more of a nacho guy, if you yeah. like, you know, beer Long or walks, wine, or like Netflix or Disney Plus. Yeah, exactly. We match you up. Yeah. Exactly. We'll match you up in the right groups afterwards. <laughs> Uh, but also a reminder, Iggy brought this point up here for eligibility here. So we have four games required to be eligible to play in the deeper rounds of this tournament. Correct? Across both rounds. So you need four of your eight games to be eligible. 50% is our target. So that has not changed. And uniform reminder. Right? Of course, we do have our uniforms in place. This has always been one of those headaches that we've had for many years. So the week one has been given for the grace period because, again, some teams may not have the uniforms in place. But as of week two... Uh, scorekeepers have been informed that they must enforce the uniform policy of numbers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Make sure you have the right color of your team uniform. So if you're all wearing black and someone comes wearing green, that's not going to fly. And make sure that's all in in uh, in order for you to play properly and get your games played and your stats accounted for, my friends. Iggy's wearing a jersey right now from Sportier, our official uniform supplier. Yeah. You can get them from there. They're honestly, they're great quality yeah. and they're super cheap. You, you can just get a number on them or you can get fancy designs. It's really up to you. If 20 bucks is too much for you to get a nice jersey, 15. go to Sport Experts, get a $5 t-shirt and get it printed and laminated at Michael's or something, right? I mean, it's really, really, really simple to do. Just look the same and as a captain, this is my advice to you, get a spare. Put two zeros on it. Put the back of the name, right? Scrub or fill or whatever it is you don't even put anything just to throw at people that you know are going to come sub for you for a game yeah god Iggy, like you're really intense right now man relax bro like no, this i'm is, actually fine you look at you like you look at you oh my god <laughs> man we're about to go out here and talk about sports here and stuff god man just relax man <laughs> i'm sure you know it's don't the, worry rob's not gonna coffee. kill you bro it's the coffee. It's the rob's not gonna kill good. you bro he's like, you know you might kill eagle and I. like yeah, guys listen uh iggy you know he's a new guy to this whole thing and you're making him feel uncomfortable <laughs> here <laughs> and last but not least of course protocols guys don't forget protocols going to these complexes they will check your passports so because we have games in lachine we have games in saint laurent laval we're outdoors right now we will move indoors soon enough uh, you must make sure you have your ID, well, your ID and also your VAX code along with you so they can check it. And also just follow protocols to make it easier for all of us moving forward. All right, let's dive into it, guys. Let's go into now what we call Block A, as Eagle told us before <laughs> in our Block A segment here. And let's talk about week one here, Eggs. The most surprising loss from week one was what in your mind? Yeah, I actually, I've got three for you. Uh, we can talk about one of them. The first... Mangus, 33 over KGP, 32. Surprising because of a tier two or division C kind of team beating up on a division two team. Or not beating up, but beat. We got Pinchellos over Bruins, 37-33. I think surprising, maybe. Maybe to maybe to Pinchellos themselves, not. Because, you know, they're coming off a championship. Uh, and I have FSU, the old Melons team, Beating up on Save the Turtles, 23-18. to 18. So those are three uh, games that stood out to me as surprising losses. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, look, I think Save the Turtles, they've kind of slid since last, I mean, last season, uh, spring season that we had, where they were under the radar. And then they kind of hit like a swoon. And then in the playoffs, they were one and done. 
and losing to Oreos, I believe, in the in the playoffs yep. that was. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, it is what it is with that situation here. But I, I look at that game, and I say, okay, Turf Tools are kind of not stepping up in weight class. But, Iggs, when we look at that right now, I, that's the team I'm watching out for from the long-term growth. Because if they do well in this fall cup, yeah. I can see them going to a 5B. If uh, yeah, I, I would I, I would see them moving up into let's say they started as if it was winter six D, move to six. If you can win the championship in six, then move to five B. I would say it just as a more natural pro- progression. If they move to five B immediately, and I mean, don't it's it's nothing wrong with it, but expect the two and eight, one and nine. But season. it's based off of how I think they'll do this year. If they run. If they through, run, if they run through this whole schedule of games, <laughs> that's why it's a surprising loss. A surprising loss, exactly. I mean, <laughs> Especially they, to a team like like Melons, they have some athletic guys. Right, played against them twice uh, myself. Uh, they're still getting to know the idea of the game. Uh, quarterback throws a bit of a wobbly ball, with one out of every two passes. Uh, so that's why it's kind of a surprising uh, loss to me for save the turf tools. Yeah, I just I just think that if they can. Real, like realistically, if, if they win a bowl game, great. If they don't win a bowl game, nothing in the world. Yeah. But I think what this means for a team like this club in particular, if they go hypothetically five and three, six and two, all yeah. right, and they play whatever it is, and they end up winning a bowl game, I think it can give them the confidence to say, "Look, we're not going six D. Six is no. maybe maybe a place, as you said before. I, I think so. Why don't we test ourselves in five B? I still think the more natural progression is. Going six, uh, they they would be a six and four, seven and three team in in in, in six. They wouldn't go nine and one, ten and ten and zero. Oh. Uh, that would defeat the purpose for them, though. They need to be that rugged six and four team. Yeah, those yeah I, and I think that's where they would place in, in the winter season. Yeah, I look at that Bruins Pinchellos game, and that was on my on my list okay. here. Yep. And yep. I saw a bit of it with Pinchellos and the Bruins, and am I surprised? Yeah, I am. Uh, you know, this is a Bruin team that we know very well. Yeah. I mean, look, they got Gab Wiseman. We know him very well. Rocco Cristiano, who who played in this league uh, before yeah. uh, as a quarterback on this roster. I mean, in theory, this is a better roster in terms of how it's being constructed. Mm-hmm. But when you look at Pincello's, again, they're carrying over the momentum that they've garnered uh, since Pease called them out <laughs> as fake false kings. and Not fake. Because they're saying fake false, that means they're saying that they're real. Yeah, so yeah. as false kings, <laughs> so kings. and look, you gotta get props to Vince Romano. Like he has stepped up in his production value because he was essentially uh, uh, a poor man's Tua Tagovailoa game manager, where uh-huh. he wouldn't like he would throw for one fifty and they would win by like four touchdowns, but not because of him. But now you're looking at his numbers and how his production has increased. It's really They're winning impressive. games uh, it's because of what he has brought as a quarterback for this team. It's really impressive. Uh, I'm re- <laughs> I remember the days of, uh, what, what were their names? Uh, BDR. Was he part of the BDR franchise? Eagle? That is correct. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes, BDR. I don't know. You, you're on your phone, Eagle. Uh, yes, I know. Try to make it feel uncomfortable. I yeah, can yeah, multitask. B- BD- if you're not listening. BDR. He, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, okay. He started off t- winter 2019, <laughs> nine, 19 TDs, 15 picks. Not great. Eight eight hundred yards in eight games. Then progressed to twenty one and fourteen to thirty five and nine. That's a big big progression and to a division. Uh, what was it? E. Yeah. Division E championship. And now he just beat the division D one champions in Bruins with an added Rocco Cristiano. This is really impressive. I I think this is more surprising loss on Bruins than uh, save the turf. Tools. Yeah, I'll I'll do. No, there, there's a counterpoint that uh, Bruins didn't have Zach Zwern on this roster, right? Right. So you basically swapped Rocco Cristiano for okay, Zach Zwern. Right. I'll take Zach over Rocco. No offense to Rocco, he's but, got yeah. a better rapport with Gab than than Rocco does. But which also explains why I think Romano got six touchdowns because you put Zach on one side of the field and there goes half the field. So <laughs> sure, I guess. Uh, so Joe uh, Cano, uh, this is a team Chocolate Thunder that lost to Arush, made a hash of the ending where they had tied it up twelve. Yeah, what happened? So they tied it up down 12-6. They tied it up 12-12. Two plays left. They go for the extra point convert. Picked off in the end zone. Arush brings it out. And Cano gives a, a Alex Romanov-like uh, body check on the player from Arush. Referee calls last man back. So they get the ball, obviously, for Arush. They go for the extra point. They hit. Games are wrapped because two plays left. Not the play out the plays. Yeah. Um, this is a physical, chippy game. 
this is a game that I think that Chocolate Thunder was not prepared for from a physicality perspective. Well, and they lost on the convert? On the convert, okay. yeah. Okay. 13-12. I don't think they were prepped for that. They're a good team, Chocolate Thunder. Don't get me wrong. But the finesse was manhandled by the bravado, physical bravado of what Arush brought. Arush won two for two the last night or on two, Monday night where they won their second game. So they're 2-0 and right now through four, which is pretty good from them halfway through. But that was a complete mess and disaster. Chocolate Thunder should have won this game from outright from the yeah. start, but they just couldn't get going and they got caught. I'm I'm really surprised by 88 yards by Joe Cano, two TDs. This is the team stacked with Papich, Kyle Pedvis, Tim Horner. They love that deep ball. I I don't recall Arush being a that good defensively deep. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys they, see they decent. they run a they run a very particular scheme that if you don't know how to beat it can be very frustrating. It's like a hybrid cover two, cover three, four, one all together, and they communicate really well in terms they, of patrolling. They must have yeah. because, like, yeah, Joe didn't read it right. <laughs> okay, yeah, so he he's, right. so yeah, I asked that in my article question. Is uh, is it, we haven't seen Joe Cano in a finals in, in like one and a half, two years now. This isn't a good start. <laughs> no, if you look at his numbers, uh, it's been okay. I mean, go back even to the spring season. Uh, yeah. uh, this was I know Nicky Papage was throwing for them uh-huh. uh, under the Chocolate Thunder heading. but So, in theory, Joe Cano has probably not thrown in over a year since the 2020 Fall Cup that we had. Yeah. So, it, it's going to take time to get back into rhythm. And he struggled then, if, yeah. I, if I recall, playing in... Uh, Sort of Connection games. Notre Dame. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, big fan yeah, of that against field. Trojans. I recall a few games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So seventh rounders, PMS. They rip apart their uh, opponents. Wait, wait, wait. Last yes. thing about Arouche. Yes. Uh, I have one oh. complaint. Where's the food, by the way? Their yeah. opening hours are awful. They close at seven o'clock. Who stops eating at seven o'clock? <laughs> that, Feed they, me Lama Junes. I want them. I was gonna get a box. I was gonna get you the veggie ones, but yeah. uh, get me a box. I want them so we can eat them on the show and promote it. Uh, you know what? I was hoping we had them week one because Rob, the president, would watch this show and he'd be like, guys, like, what oh, are you you're eating for? while doing guys, the show? On, you're setting a bad example. That's unprofessional. <laughs> guys. Magnets do, you, here. do you guys understand? Like, you know, do you see ESPN eating? Yeah, they do. <laughs> they had chicken parm during the, the NHL uh, debut last <laughs> week. Anyway, so we look at PMS. They rip apart their opponent and, and the fact that they were phenomenal. I know Frankie Scalzo now the quarterback for them and watch them play. Um, pretty decent start because they beat Linehart's 40-7. to I thought Scalzo looked pretty good. Uh, he had some twitchy moments at times with some of his throws, but that's going to come with the territory of, with yeah. him learning the position. But if they keep this team here, Riley Pinco, Myles Keller, uh, Brad Evans now <laughs> receiving Craig Browning, it's a legit team that can For run tier through three? T- Tier 3 and become How a How did force. they get into Tier... I, well, I, I, the quarterback, I, right? I get, Scalzo. I get, I get it. I get it that his offensive rating probably drops five, six points. How do you fit the rest of the team? In, I guess it's 395. Is Man, I, I had trouble creating a team. <laughs> but it's just, it's just being creative with your cap, right? You put Scalzo at quarterback. 394.3. Yeah, it's, That's being, close. it's being creative though, right? You, they, they got uh, uh, smart with what they did, and yeah. they got themselves a, a solid roster that will mask okay. Scalzo's weaknesses because they have so many ballers on that team. Yeah, at least at least I'm not seeing uh, Jordan McInnes there. <laughs> that would be, well, then we be a question. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Inquiry fine. Fair, fair enough. And Brad Evans is playing as receiver and not That's quarterback. Right. So that gives you a lot more capital. Mr. Hawaiian shirt from from what I've heard on, on the calling the audible here. Yeah, I don't think he's a big fan of that. Is he legal? <laughs> I don't think so. That's why we talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I yeah. just think that from you made the point though, uh, Eggs, that this is a team that is loaded, yeah, and could be one of the favorites to win tier three. Yeah, uh, I mean the forty to seven victory over Lionhearts doesn't really tell me much. I could have predicted that from the from the get go. Really depends on what happens with the Lionhearts and their quarterback situation, right? The team's yeah. not bad, but I mean without a QB, your five interceptions aren't going to win you games. Yeah, it's not their normal quarterback from what I'm seeing. We but, don't know uh, for sure though, right? But we're not. Yeah, we're it's unsure. first season. We don't know yet. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but in terms of part of my swag, they're uh, they're a legitimate team for being in the money bracket. That's where they're. Uh, that's where I see them ending up in the. Uh, at the end of the eight games that we play, is playing for money. That's well, I, I think they, they, they will be in that conversation. Yeah. But, again, we don't know. We need to see a bigger sample size from Scalzo to say, is he the guy that's going to be 
the one that carries them into the money land and winning that money going in their favor. Yeah, because he's going to be the one that, yeah, like you're saying, he's going to drop them out of it if if uh, if ever. Right? It goes, it's based on him. That's, yep. what, that's how I see it. Yep. Blessed, blessed by the f- football gods coming through on the last play being easy W at the death. They got lucky. They got what simply yeah. lucky because <laughs> yeah, EZW outplayed them in all really? in all facets on offense and defense. Um, in fact, they had him dead to rights when Bless went four and out. EZW had the ball back with less than like two minutes left, give or take, yeah. and they couldn't move the ball. And then they turned it over. And the next, you know, EZW, uh, Bless comes back. They drive it down, drive it down. Last play, Harold Prasad finds James Langshaw. Uh, front of the end zone on the left side for the game-winning touchdown. It's a baller. It's a wrap. And Jeremy White not happy because he knew he had them beaten. I think it was a hangover for Bless, given how they went through their spring season on a remarkable run and playing easy W trap game almost cost them. So let me get that straight. So Bless went four and out. Yep. Easy W gets the ball with two minutes remaining. And they go. Nowhere. And they go four, n- four and out? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy's not going to be... Yeah, I, I can imagine yeah. he wasn't happy with that. Uh, when you have a chance to put a team like Blessed away with probably, arguably, the last possession of the game, depending on how you move the ball and, and, and play it out, you, you, can't, you can't not move the ball and score. You, you, you shot yourself in the foot there because one... An easy W defense made blessed go four and out is surprising enough to try and do it twice in a row or at least stop them from scoring twice in a row. Impossible. It's the NFL adage, right? If you're playing Patrick Mahomes, you can't kick field goals. You got to score touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. They had them. They, they, they forced the turnover on downs. All they had to do essentially was manage the clock, which they yeah, did. Yeah. But couldn't move the ball. No, that's yeah, that's the Josh Allen driving. Yeah, on and, and, the, down. and the birthday boy Terry it's Babylon, slipping. the Babylon Club, Terry Babylis. How old is Terry Babylis, by the way? How you go, old is he? Yeah, you go look it up for us, please. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I should be revealing public informa- uh, personal information like that. Well, what's your birthday, man? You just said it's public. Yeah, I'm gonna maybe it is, maybe it is. Thirties. So as you look it up there, yeah. you say what? Oh, we we oh. can put it on the poll. Okay, put it on the poll, please. Uh, <laughs> we'll put the line at thirty-two. <laughs> Um, oh. It's not on his Facebook profile, so oh, I can't okay. tell you. So I'm going to say under 32. No, I'm going to say over. I'm gonna, uh, oh. Ooh. No, push. He's 32, I'm going to say. How about 32 and a half? <laughs> it, no, he's 32. If his birthday was yesterday, well, today. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go under. Uh, I'll go exactly 32. All right. So Eagle will find that out. You look it up in the uh, public record books, please. You'll find it in Sante Quebec, I guess. In, or the FPF database. Yeah, no, that's we, don't, no we don't keep the date of birth. Uh, but right. four sacks, right? That's, four sacks. That's where you're going Four sacks. That. And yeah. he, had a, he had a huge day. Uh, quietly, he went about with the four sacks. Okay. I think that really changed the game's dynamics in terms of how Jeremy White couldn't really do much. In fact, the last play before they had turned it over at EZW, Jeremy White was doing like, like a ski hill, like, you know, <laughs> slalom this, slalom that, right? And didn't give, Babylon Club didn't give up, right? And he yeah. got the sack, yeah. and that cost the, the turnover and downs for in favor for easy uh, for um, Bless. So I just think that he had a really good game. And if you look at his sack numbers now, Eagle, if you might, don't mind getting that up for us. His career? Yeah, he's moving up in the, in the numbers here. And he's entering, I think, he must have over like 50-plus sacks by now, I would imagine. You're on Babylon. Stephen Harrop. Wait, wait, who are you talking about? Uh, Terry Babylon, the oh, Babylon yeah, okay. Club. Yeah, you go find that up right now. His defense. Yeah, the Babylon Club is. Uh, he has a eighty-nine sacks. So he's eleven away from a century. So wow. See, well, and this is just regular season. There's tournaments. So Eighteen. Eighty-nine. Pl- well, if you count playoffs too, it's another eleven. So he's at a hundred for his career. He's at a hundred plus another eighteen. So yeah, hundred and eighteen. So he's on his way to a Hall of Fame status at that point. Ooh. What, the, so what is ho- the, the record book, by the way? I'm Ryan Uribe, I think. I think it really has like 275, I think. So we're, we're thinking uh, FBF records here? Uh, perhaps. Perhaps. So as the total go- sacks is 403. Oh, I, 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 I mean, apologize Aridis. to Ryan Aribi. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's, uh, he's, he's getting he's, there. He's getting there. He's still far away, though. Yeah. Like, a, Let's be real. But he's getting there in terms of the top five, though. That's for sure. So I, I think he had a really influential game in that, in that whole uh, I, discussion of what he did. 
So I think he can really change games, and he saved Blass's behind a few times in that football game yesterday. So I see that Maxime Boucher also had four sacks. Yeah. What made Terry Bavalis' more impressive? Because he came at key times. Okay. Key On moments. key downs? Key downs. Third key down, moments. Fourth down. Exactly. Kill scra- shots. Scrambling around. Kill shot down. moments. He came through big time. So okay. I think he's going to be the guy to watch out for in terms of what they do. Yeah. So looking at tier one, right? Uh, is there a clear favorite in your mind, or is there a team that will intrigue you in the opening round of games that we have lined up? Favorite? It's hard not to go with Jean Smedzik, but blessed. Watch out for blessed. They... Uh, Already, I thought they had a Division C uh, team that could have been over the cap for Division C last year, and they've just added more weapons in James Langshaw and Justin Lerner. <laughs> uh, I don't see no, I don't see uh, Jordan or J- Isaiah, sorry Isaiah Lard on uh, on the roster, um, but uh, yeah, I I like Jean Smedzik and Blessed. As a early candidate favorite, Mangus is my one. team I'm looking out for. Really? Yeah, I think Nick Schaefer. This is a team that had some tough losses last in the spring season. I beg your pardon. They struggled. They struggled because they had leads and they blew the leads. They had there was yeah. a few games like yeah, I yeah, scored yeah. cap. They had yeah. double digit leads. They blew it, lost by two or three points. They had some close losses, but this is a team. Uh, look, big win over KGP again, yeah. close win. Yeah. But if you look at the schedule, Apocalypse is a winnable game. Urgence mm-hmm. uh, my will be the tough one. And they'll play Apocalypse again. So that's twice they'll play Apoc- Apocalypse. They could be 3-1 and one by the time it's all yeah. said and done yeah, here. Yeah, I can see a 3-1. But I, I love how the team is built. Tomah Kutu has really built this team well enough here. Uh, he, too, talk about pass rushers. Yeah. He had three sacks in that game against uh, KGP the other night in St. Laurent. And I just think from the construction of this roster, uh, with what they've built with, they can definitely make some noise in terms of what they can be. I'm not saying they're going to be or just my dick. But they'll give them a run, and they'll close that gap with Erjans Medik and everyone else with what they can do this season. Well, already beating KGP is rather impressive. KGP with you know James Zacher, even they even added. I'm seeing here Andrew Langbert. I'm not sure if it's a sub for the one game, but he played. Quazy, Brendan Parham, Gabe D'Amico is really good. Already just beating them, it's it's very impressive. Mangus is Mangus though. Mang in terms of they don't. And I think I've I've heard this from Pease before, but I've seen it myself. They don't change their game plan. They they regardless the season, regardless the opponents, it's a lot of ten outs, a lot of fifteen hooks on the sideline that Nick Schaefer can just drill it in uh, to uh, to Thomas Kutsu, usually doing that fifteen <laughs> hook. They they don't adapt well though when when a team has got them. But in, in the case of yesterday, they, mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't have to. They they, they crushed sure. it, and that's why I just think they're really intriguing because they can, if the football gods of the FPF world are on their side, those close losses that they endured last season will turn in favor for them. Mm-hmm. And again, I think from a from a realistic standpoint, I think three wins is reachable. Yep. Yep. I don't don't disagree. If they were able to get four, I'd be shocked. But that's the team I'm watching out for and what they could do in this tier one. Uh, and and look, I okay. think, look, overall tier one, we, we yeah, we agree Urgence Medic Eggs is the team to beat. But I yeah. think there's a lot more parity because there's no Braves. There's no Dan <laughs> yeah. Lazaro, that team. Yeah, yeah. There's no Kevin Wyeth in this division. Mm-hmm. So now it's a little bit more open-ended. It is. What can happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, that's why I think you asked the question and it's a, a, a decent one to ask. Uh, I, I'm just going with the heavy favorite. I'll go with Ruchan Smedzik. And then my surprise, it's not a surprise, but my underdog, if you want to call it, they'll get mad and calling them underdogs, but blessed. Okay, so is there a team in div- Tier 2 that dodged this division that you can say, yeah, they dodged Division 1 or Tier 1, I beg your pardon? Because I, I feel like there are, and there's a lot of teams in Tier 2 that could have maybe made the jump up and played in this division than where they are currently sitting right now. Could have been Bruins, but I, I think they're fine. Uh, I, you feel like there's a team here? I, <laughs> what, hot sauce sports? You Pease is going to go to Tier 1? Like Ar- Arush, they, 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 no. this is a team that has some CFLers on the roster. Oh? Yeah, like Benoit Marion, who's a big monster, like 6'5", 260. <laughs> okay. Um, a team like Tough Lungs? No. You don't yeah. think so? No, they're just... It's not that they can't. They're just a tier two team. They are a division four A, five A team. Like uh like Eagle explained that that that's kind of their bracket. 
I I think they're well suited in tier two. Ravens, unfortunately, because they have Urgent on the deck and Ravens. Yeah. But if there wasn't, I think they'd move up in terms of what they can be. That's also a rebuilt Ravens roster yeah. to some degree, right? Yeah. Like not the same team that was in the championship finals. No, they added the Ledoux brothers yeah. from Dilly Dilly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Chalk of Thunder. I mean, uh, they put a yeah. 12 points in their first game. Joe but, Cano. The, okay, also, are we ever going to see a, a Joe Cano, Cal Pedvis, Tim Horner type of team go above Division Four? Unlikely. They they, they could have been in Division... Well, they they were in Division C, were they? No, they weren't. They, I, that's, that's a team that I think could have been in Tier 1. They have the athletes to do it. They have the gun power and, and with the arm of Joe Cano. If there's one team you're gonna ask me, I, I, fine. I didn't. I think it, tier two is well suited with all the teams. If I have to answer one, I'd say uh, Chocolate Thunder. Yeah, I think Thunder could have been the team to move up. Yeah. I really thought they could have moved yeah. up, but uh, they opt to be division Dodgers as as P's would say normally at this time of year. Not Santar. No, they struggled. No, they they, they got cracked towards yeah. the end of the, end of the yeah. spring season. They're nowhere near uh, reliable to be up in there. Okay, so we look at it right now. Um, Overrated, underrated, tier two, 10 words or less here, Iggs. We go team by team. Eagle, you throw a team at us. We got to give it in 10 words or less if they're overrated or underrated. So we'll go from top to bottom. Here we go. Um, let's go with Glow Gang. I'll go first. Overrated, no quarterback. Need to figure out who's going to throw the football. They're not 1-0. and They tied. <laughs> I mean, I'm counting it. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That no, all the teams, man. Yeah, 10 words last, bro. All right, uh, we're doing random orders. KGP, raw. Underrated. Lots of Division two talent. Mean Machine. Underrated. Love their core. They bring back some past players to help out. We'll do Ravens because we also did Glow Gang with the tie. Overrated. Quarterback, not strong enough for Tier 2 defenses. Well, I'll give you Arush to finish your thought. Overrated. Muscular men with no talent to work <laughs> with. Um, I'll, Iggy, I'll give you yours. Tough lungs. Underrated. Building FPF experience, finally paying off. Mo Pinchellos. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if we call it uh, peace, you know what he would say. <laughs> you know what he would say. I will say underrated. Have yet to scratch the surface with that defense of theirs. Monsters. And again, you get the last 1-0 team, technically 2-0 if you kind of rush, or the ties, Santar. For tier two, underrated. Um, yeah, this guy's really struggling out here with this 10 words or less. It's first time on the show. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no mercy. Uh, yeah, under over, underrated. One word. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, all right. I'll leave it at one word. <laughs> Great announcement there, Yicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's go through the rest, man. Let's, let's roll no. through this here. You want to do even the 0 and 1 it's teams? Just the 1 and 0. Oh, do the 1 and 0s then. We'll keep the 1 and 0s. We just did. I did we the 1 and 0s. We'll keep it for now. We'll keep it like that, though. But anyway, so Egg struggling the overrated, underrated por yeah, portion yeah. of this thing here. Uh, look, uh, we got Coed, which we'll talk about momentarily uh, in a few minutes here. Look, Tier 3. Of the 1-0 teams in Tier 3, who do you have high hopes for going into this Fall Cup? Because we spoke about it before. We saved the turf tolls that, hey, maybe this could be the springboard for them to move up to a higher winter division. But who do you like coming in that you think can really thrive and survive? If uh, Now I know the struggles of the uh, of the Eric, Mark, and Jordan Stahl, uh, that the jobs that you guys do. Uh, who's going to do well? Uh, like we talked about part of my swag. Uh, there's uh, seventh rounders have some experience from winter 2020, uh, with Jafar at center. 
Uh, final, I'll give them a shot to uh, make it to the money bracket. Warriors. Warriors definitely going to do very well in this uh, with Mitch Fergenbaum coming back. Full-time position with the uh, Ziegler, Ziegler, Rabinovich uh, trio. Uh, they are going to make it to the money bracket, or at least uh, they're one of the favorites. Lockdown? Question mark. Question mark, mark? yeah. Uh, Eagle, are you once again, what's, what's, what's going on here? Why are you in Tier 3? Uh, it's a long story, but it's a brand new quarterback who has never played football before, so, uh, but has a cannon of an arm. Buccaneers, so we'll see if we can make it work. So Buccaneers not the quarterback. Buccaneer is not the quarterback. But he's on your roster. team. He's on the roster, but Who's he's the not the quarterback. Uh, his name is Mike Daddario. Tumbleweed. Insert tumbleweed. <laughs> Crickets. Do you have a cricket noise? Probably. I like Moe's though. That's kind of not bad actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so okay. can I can I throw my uh, little dark horse team into here? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Free agent squad. Did anyone else expect a oh. bunch of individual registrations to put a team together uh, like a mismatch and win their first game twenty four six? Did against anyone have that on paper against Trailer Park? Boys. Exactly, an experienced yeah. team with like three four seasons under their belt, not just a new team. No, I know that that one was very surprising as well. Uh, but are they a contender for tier three? I wouldn't think they would have be a contender for a game. For <laughs> okay, fair look, enough. All right, so look, you got two inch gangs coming up: uh, Stormers and Killer Rays. Those are wins potentially. Well, they'll beat Killer Rays, who tied two inch gangs, so three and zero. Oh. Uh, Stormers, who's this roster? Oh, it's the yeah, yeah, these guys. Oh, those guys. Uh, from last fall, twelve points in game one against Toon Squad. I mean, that's the team watching out for is Toon Squad. Yeah, you think? Because we, thirteen we, points in week one, they're a team to look out for. Well, here, Chaz no. Presser at quarterback. Chaz, our boy. It's Chaz not Presser. not uh, Ross Gardner. Garner Ross. Garner Ross. Ross Gardner. It could be first so name, last name. Last the re, the re, it's like a it's like a friend's name, Garner <laughs> Ross. Yeah. But no, I, the reason why I say this is because we we spoke about them last year, last year's Fall Cup, that they got off to flyer. I uh, did well, and and now they, they didn't play in the spring season this past year. Mm-hmm. So here they are back in the scene of the crime. Mm. They're not going to be under the, under the radar anymore, Eggs, but they could definitely make a move up the ranks where they could win two or three games and move on to the upper bowl bracket. And They knows? don't want to. <laughs> well, I have sources telling me they don't. They'd rather not. Yeah, they did we, it last year. They they were three and one after four games. They thought last it was easy street. They they were like oh, this this FPF uh, men's league thing is this, is pretty easy. Well, what they were a junior team. We're high schoolers, man. <laughs> they were an FPF junior team. They're like, oh, we've got this thing figured out. And then went zero and four, I believe, in the uh, <laughs> in the qualification. So the team round. they might have problems with Tim Brandy, which is uh, guys uh, that have played in this league I'm before. Sorry, yeah, I'm, that's team that they might have. Trailer Park Boys is very tough. So they could be yeah. two and two at best, I think. Fine. At best. Fine. Yeah. Which is okay. I don't think it's a problem to be two and two at that moment. But but if they're gonna make the move, that's the team I'm watching out for, Eags and, and, and IVM, that they could be uh if they do get that third win, <laughs> well, there goes their rankings for, for ensuing seasons of whatever they play next season yeah. or down the road. Uh I just Chaz, it's Playing quarterback in your first season, do you trust he, him? He can throw a ball. He can throw a football. You that can does, throw a football. D- Mo can throw a football. Does Mo, not. do you want to look up your stats? <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> the running gag here of Mo uh, for first time listeners. The running gag of Mo not doing well as a quarterback. Like yeah, very, had an injured finger, and they're, they're uh, ripping okay. off. Oh fingers. yeah, yeah. Blame the finger. I've, I've heard of. The I've heard finger this. is not healed. Look at the finger. I've heard this about Mo. The excuses. The finger has not healed. That like he could win like a, a race, but if, if it's not the right weather conditions, if there's just an inch of wind like, blowing against him, he'll. I've heard this before that he'll use that as an. You hang out with Rob too much, huh? <laughs> finger just wasn't the same. Couldn't grip a ball properly. I couldn't look. I can't even look at my finger. Man. I can't even move it. <laughs> so so Chaz Presser at first year quarterback. Again, one thing to throw a football. Another thing to read defenses, pre post snap. Uh, he's going to maybe make a lot of pre-snap reads. Yeah. Think it's there and just either not make the pass 
or have it just tipped, force balls into places where he thinks is his offense. Because he has good receivers. He has, I believe, Ben Arnovitz. I've seen this kid make one-handed catches. He's going to try and force maybe the ball a little too much to them. Uh, and that's just, it's not going to be good enough for to make the higher upper bracket. All right, looking at the co-ed, uh, as we have outlined up, of course, there was a bit of an issue on the website. So we'll look at I the, fixed it. Blame Rob. Let's look at the uh, Jared Tron 4000, our nice uh, 2K TV here, not the 4K <laughs> TV that we have here at the FTF Studios. Uh, so we got five teams in this division here, as I learned about this on the fly, because, again, it was down for the entire day. Yeah, and I had no bit idea of a smaller division. Smaller division. So we, we are, we're... So tier one. Tier one. Uh, so we're, we're banking on the fact that we saw a successful co-ed spring season. Terry Babalas turned 28. By the way, twenty-eight. Oh, so I was right, oh, man. Under, under thirty-two. Oh man! Oh, yeah. Damn, he's younger than me. Yeah. Damn. Is he better than you? The Babylon Club. Oh, on de- on on defense, this and sacking a quarterback. The Babylon definitely. Club, man. He's That's better than Mo. I don't know. I've never seen Mo play. I've just seen the. You staff. know what? Here, I'm going to tell you something right now. Okay. I want you to go to Leo Gervais, the referee of this league, head referee. Yeah, I, I know Leo. And I'm ask him, Leo, what is the greatest play ever in FPF history? And he's going to reference you. Guarantee you. Oh, it's a guarantee. Guarantee you. How about I, this? Okay, we're gonna put a bet on this. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, we're gonna put a bet on. Yeah, this. I want to. I want to. I want to bet because I'll okay. guarantee it's not gonna be the play you're I referring guarantee to. You, I swear to God. Okay, so we're gonna put what Arush for next week. Yep. Okay. All right, Arush next week. Assuming you're here. Oh right, I might. Oh be no, in no, St. You, Louis. You, you transfer the money to us. You <laughs> buy it. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the bet is, you must go to Leo Gervais. I won't say anything to Leo. You have my word. I won't say anything to yeah, Leo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leo, I need to ask you a question. What is the greatest play ever in FPF history? I'll phrase it exactly like that. And he will, without hesitation. No, I'm going to say he's going to reference some Division One Ke- Kevin Wyeth plays. No, it, it, you want to call him up now? No. <laughs> call him up now, please. No. Please? No. One, I don't have his number. I yeah. give him the number right now. <laughs> what if he doesn't answer? He's going to answer. He's going to answer. Yeah, let's do it. No, All right, not. send it to me. I'll do it. Let's do it. <laughs> we're going to do it right now. Because this, so, is how, this is how the show works. So I'll comment a little bit on uh, on co-ed while we do that. Yeah, so anyway, so co-ed coming off yeah. the season out of West for spring, it, we all thought it was successful for Tier 1, Tier 2. Yeah, yeah. So we have a little bit less this year for the Fall Cup, what we have, five teams here. But what, yeah. what could we expect? Your Kiss My End Zone is a team that we all recognize. Yeah. Uh, Y&Y is a team that we do recognize here. But are we going to see a runaway with Kiss My End Zone being no. the favorites? No, I, we're not. I, I say we because I'm on the team. Uh, we're not the favorites. Kiss My End Zone is, is uh, not the favorite. I'd say it's easy fun. Uh, with Jeremy White uh, and company. Uh, they demolished uh, The Rock with uh, Alex Laroche on that roster. Uh, 50, <laughs> 50 points. Uh, a bit ridiculous. Uh, Jeremy White, uh, C.O. Levine, uh, J.F. Fadlin, or J.C. Fadlin. Uh, they've, uh, I'm not sure if they're, they, they've added some new girls here. That uh, that we haven't seen play FPF. I'm not sure if they have any other flag experience. Uh, Maria, Rosalie, uh, Annabelle, and Camille. Camille Garepi, potentially Georges Garepi's sister cousin. Can't, can't confirm that. I don't know. Sure I don't know. It's just, but if it's an inch of or ten percent of the talent of Georges Garepi, wow, he's done a well job uh, recruiting uh, a very important aspect of coed which is always uh, the fact that you need two girls on the field at all times. Uh, you need good women to play on, on your team. Uh, so it looks like from that, at least statistically, uh, like Maria, three out of four uh, receptions and targets uh, for a touchdown. Uh, Rosalie, two out of four. Uh, Annabelle, one out of three. And Cami, one out of two, combining for, you know, around 50 yards and, uh, and two touchdowns. So that's, that's, that's serviceable uh, football, from, uh, at least offensively from them. And one interception from Rosalie. So nice. Like, nice I, I nice just wonder the. We had some very good female quarterbacks, and we don't have that mm-hmm. this year. Sarah Parker being one of them, not in this league. Uh, Marie Girard, not there. Yeah. Vanessa well. Berry. Vanessa Berry, not yeah. here. So I, I wonder. I mean, I, I hope. I mean, I think for winter, we'll have them back. But I just think that that what makes this league even more special is that the female talent can play that important position yeah. Yeah. and excel and, and dominate guys. And, and I think. 
Mm-hmm. That's a stepping stone for these uh, young ladies to use. That, hey, we can compete in this league and play in higher divisions. So I hope to see a female representation for the quarterback. Well, we'll there is. There's actually almost an entirely female team, uh, The Rock. Uh, so we do have Caroline uh, Menard playing quarterback. So I'm very intrigued. I'm very interested to see how she does right. uh, this season. Uh, the Rock, of course, being Alex Laroche, who seems like he's a team captain there, leading the way. Uh, otherwise, an entire uh, female roster. So that's going to be interesting to see. All right. Uh, are we getting uh, Leo Gervais on this now? Let's see if we can reach him right, right now. Here we go. Who's asking the question? You or me? Mo. You can ask him. You can ask him. He said Mo. You're saying Mo. Oh, oh, oh. What's the play in FPF history? Greatest play ever in FPF history. Game? Is he, uh, no, he's not a half fan. <laughs> You're deciding for him. Okay, so we don't get a hold of you. Have reached the voicemail box. No, we're not leaving the voicemail. No, no, it's unfortunate. Oh, FPF politics, huh? Is that what I've uh, perhaps? <laughs> okay, okay, so anyway, uh, yeah. maybe we'll try him again in ten minutes. But the point is this: when you see him, yep, I'll ask him. Leo, what is the greatest play ever in FPF? I have to. Rec- I'm going to record it too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You put it on your video phone, and uh, yeah. Arush is coming by our way. Eagle, make sure we order uh, double the amount of Arush for church. Yep, week. I already know what we're ordering. Don't worry. Perfect. Then. All right, uh, let's roll into Block C. All right, so advice time, Eagle. We know we have, we have a lot of teams in here. I saw a team in the Demons Tier Three that kind of got wild a little bit yesterday, learning the ropes. So I'll ask you, Eagle, and even you, uh, IVM. Some food for thought for these new teams coming into FPF, trying to adapt into the uh, deep sea world of the FPF waters. So I have a few tips. I'm going to start with general roster tips. If you have 12 guys on your team, make sure everyone knows what their role is. Because if someone's playing offense, but they're better on defense. If someone's playing two ways, but maybe they should only play one way. uh, Make sure you have that established with your entire team so you know what your job is, what you're there for, etc. Uh, next, as an offense, halfbacks or I formations, don't do it. Don't. Just don't. Just don't. Too gimmicky for for FPF and in general flag. And if you if the teams that use it effectively are fairly advanced. Yeah. Uh, also on offense, I've seen a lot of starting quarterbacks panic in the pocket with pressure from the rusher and start to run to the side and throw it on the run, especially throw it cross body. You're asking for trouble. Get used to the time that you have between the rusher coming at you with the ball, handling it and throwing it and design plays specifically for that. If you're going to design rollouts, give yourself windows, right? You have to design the play to figure out when you're going to throw and rolling, not panic and throw cross body. That's going to have pick sixes going the other direction for sure. Anything for yeah. offense yeah. specifically? Yeah, well, it's just adding on to what you're saying. Ignore the rusher if you're the quarterback. Ignore them. <laughs> well, seriously, because if you start, I even did it in my game. I'm quarterbacking again, and I on one specific play, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna make a little move on him. I, I got sacked. <laughs> just ignore the rusher. Uh, and if you are again designing rollout plays, like what you, I think what you were trying to say is have three three layered outs you know do a three out do an eight out do a 12 out and roll out that way so that that's kind of what you're referring to keep it simple on offense all hooks is not a bad play even as you're driving the field all hooks is not necessarily the first play of the game and the first play of the half you can use it in the middle of the field so don't don't feel don't start going too complex even like you said adding a half back and roll outs and just keep it simple uh, anything else offensively? Yeah, I got one. Play yeah. sheets. Mm. Yeah. Play sheets. Yeah. Guys, there's no need for play sheets because you're not going to go through these plays. You have one, one hour game and you have like 45 plays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely not a play sheet with 45 plays, but a play sheet with five, eight, five plays for offense and two or three for the, for the red zone and extra points. Yeah. So like eight, an eight play play at the starting point. I mean, as you get more experience, or as you start seeing things, you can change stuff around. Like, okay, yeah. we're gonna stretch this, you know, hook into a go, or yeah. you know, a short, a deep end is gonna turn into a short end instead, or move stuff around. Like, yeah, no problem there. Yeah, I think you have to keep it simple. Ask around. I mean, you see other teams playing. Ask. 
Don't so, be shy. So, yeah. So, I would say stick around after your games. Take a look at what other teams are doing. There's content. There's a lot of FPF content and media content. There are games of the week that uh, are very high quality. Uh, we have bird's eye finals. You can literally design the plays they're running. That, that's it. So, we have uh, live broadcasting of our finals. Just take a look at and And, and not only is it just a, a live broadcast of finals... You're watching the teams that made it to the finals. Like these are the best of the best. What the divisions had to offer. Well, so I clearly, digress. Well, clearly something had to I do. I digress. <laughs> Which team? It's been a while since Mo made the finals, so he's well, forgotten no. what that's we, like. We we see some teams that had no business being in the finals, and they get wrecked in the finals. Fine. Then take a look at the score. If it's a forty nothing win, take a look at the team that won <laughs> that scored the yeah, forty points. Exactly. Uh, last tip for offenses. Get a snapper who can snap. The faster the ball gets into your quarterback's hands, the more time you have to develop a a play. If it takes forever, they're waiting for the ball. They have to handle the ball. Now that rusher we were talking about is suddenly a problem. Their eyes are off the field. They don't know where where everyone's lining up at that point. So definitely practice snapping and get a scrimmage game. Even if it's mid-season, try and get a scrimmage game. It's still nice enough outside to play outside for free uh, without renting a field. Scrimmage with teams. Ask on our FPF Facebook group. Uh, look out for, you know, hey, do you want to scrimmage? For case in point, I scrimmaged against a new team in FPF. Save a horse. Don't ask me. I don't. They didn't ask them saving a horse. No. Uh, they did Maybe they things. just don't like glue. A horse? Maybe. <laughs> sure. They did things in the scrimmage game, which... Would have been very terrible things to do in the first game. Pitching it, lateraling it backwards. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Don't oh, do that. Boy. No laterals. Uh, they were like, oh, so we're about to punt you the ball. Physically punted. We're like, no, yeah, don't, just, don't do that. Don't, don't do well, that. Okay, how about this? Read the rule book. That's a great suggestion. <laughs> yeah, Start. Exactly. Start. So anyway, there are exactly. ideas, tips. There you go. Ask around. Don't be yeah. afraid to ask. But these are small little tips that can help you grow in this league. And then defense. You're likely going to end up playing some sort of man coverage to start off with because it's easy. You pick someone, you run after them. You're going to learn zone coverage eventually. The sooner you learn it, the more flexibility you're going to have in your defense and situational calls. Uh, Also, scheme pre-snap as much as you can. The more uh, time the offense has to figure out what you're doing, the more time they have to read it and make a decision. So if you can mask it, if you can... Show man and play zone. If you can show a zone, but then actually run a different zone, for example, you can really confuse people. Start off with just that as a basics, and then eventually you can figure out, you know, shooting and moving guys around and undercutting things. But just that would say your starting point understand what zones actually are. It's not standing in turf and waiting for people. Of course not. Covering grass. You say that, some people will do that. I'm responsible for this square. So I'm going to stand in the middle of the square, and when the ball is thrown, I'm going to go where the ball was thrown. That's not how you play zone. No, you got to be aware of your surroundings and kind of yeah. like egg them on, kind of bait the quarterback into your And zone. communicate, hand guys off, yeah, right? If a guy drags. runs past you, say deep. If he runs to your left and you're on the outside, say in, right? Let people know people are yeah. coming into their spots. And anticipate. Uh, yep. Anticipate. If, if, a t- if a, as Eagle said, if a guy is running a slant in, you, can, you know he's going to run a slant in, but hey, that slot might be running in and out. So anticipate that there could be a route coming your way if it's yep. going away from you from your initial read. So yeah. last tip for defenses, the rusher. First off, line up properly. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Second, if you're going to run full speed at a guy and you miss, your defense is dead. So keep that in mind. Yep. Be smart about when you're going to go full speed. And probably the biggest thing that people don't realize, most of the time you want to rush a quarterback on their strong side. So if it's a right-handed quarterback, you rush him on your defensive left, their offensive right. So if he is going to roll out, he has to roll against the direction he wants to throw. Same thing for left-handed quarterbacks. Rush from your right, their left, so you flush them opposite side. It really hinders their ability to gain yards in the way they would want to naturally take off and potentially throw downfield on the run. Yeah, you would need a fairly experienced quarterback to start pivoting and and doing good yeah, the footwork having good right? footwork. It's not easy. yeah it's, it's not, not easy, easy at all yeah all right let's go into the last segment here let's talk about polar opposites that we have lined up eagle and eggy came up with this idea so let's roll through this year polar you, opposites do you know why it's polar opposites i have no idea i'm just are you serious flow. i just went with the flow of things what's here. my fpf nickname ibm no the other one magneto yeah, yeah iggy magnets is what oh. we call him and magnets Either attract or repel. Oh, They're right. polar, so polar opposites. <laughs> Come on, Mo. get it? 
Thanks, nerds. <laughs> Jesus. Thanks, nerds. Okay. Wow. I, I got. I became a nerd for like ten seconds right uh, now. Okay. That's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Isn't like the the thing about like I don't know the Big Bang Theory was that it made the nerd cool. Most just jealous of our intelligence. I see yeah. you guys are really cool, uh, <laughs> cool lads over here. Real cool over here. Yeah, uh, we did fourth grade science, unlike <laughs> someone in this room. <laughs> yeah, like, like you guys, still virgins. All right, let's dive into it then. Polar opposites. Here we go. So the thought we had for this particular game is, Mo, you're going to pick a tier and yeah. you're going to pick a team. And that is going to be your team. And Iggy is going to specifically plot against you by picking another team, which is a bad matchup for the team that you have picked. All right. Okay. So, so it could be, for example, we'll take random teams. I'm saying as a hypothetical, I pick infantry and Iggy says the blessed from spring season. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And because they know. have their number because of whatever the reason is. Okay. Here we go. All right. So let's go with tier. Uh, let's go with co-ed actually since we're already in co-ed here. So Mo, you have your five teams. Kiss my end zone, easy fun, Y and Y, Last Sect, and The Rock. Who is your contender for this gladiator battle with Iggy? Kiss my end zone. Kiss my end zone. All right. Uh, so, Iggy, so, pick your poison, literally. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be easy fun. Uh, it's no fun uh, covering uh, Jeremy White. Um Although we have the defense, well, Peace will obviously not be playing defense. He he doesn't believe in I it. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> um, we are going to struggle covering and shooting on Jeremy White. Um, we don't have a Terry Babalus on our team. Babylon Club. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to be buying a lot of time. Eventually, he's going to find a hole, whether it's with his legs or in the passing game. Um, that's going to be our biggest struggle against uh, against us. Okay. All right. Let's go tier one now. Mo, you get to pick your contender again. I will go with Blessed. Their polar opposite. Trying to buy time. You see, you, you haven't learned the art of buying time. Yeah. So you got to continue. Well, you know what? The polar opposite of who they are, <laughs> I just try and buy time for the screen because you want dead silent. Or talk yeah. yourself into it. Yeah. yeah. You talk about what's good about yeah. them yeah. so yeah. you can figure radio, out what's good about them. Radio silence is, is, yeah. is a killer. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, g- give yeah. me. Give me Urgence Medzik uh, for, their, uh, for the polar opposite of Blessed. Um, well, the one thing that they have over Blessed is size. Uh, they can just box uh, the smaller, slight, well, not smaller in length, but smaller in width um, players of Blessed for the reason of size. I will give you Urgence Medzik. All right. Tier two. Mo, pick your contender. Well, as I look at for tier two right now, I see I'm trying to buy time as this thing's loading up mm-hmm. here for tier two, which is a very good division, by the way. I love, I love tier two. Tier, yeah. two, tier two has a lot of teams lined up here. So I will go with me machine. They don't. Oh, that, that, you chose the hardest one. Of course. They don't, <laughs> That's a more of a bleep you to you. Welcome to the show. Yeah, you know? because they uh, they don't have much of a weakness in tier two, at least. Uh, give me a rolling chocolate thunder. A team, when they're on top of their game, the deep ball... From Joe Cano to Tim Horner, the deep ball to Nikki Papich is something that not not one team, maybe Ravens, but something that a team like Mean Machine cannot cover. Uh, so give me give me chocolate thunder, Joe All Cano. Right. And tier three, because there are so many teams, we're gonna go do two of them. Mo, okay. you're gonna pick the first one, and then Iggy, you get to pick a team for Mo uh, at the after that. Yeah, lockdown. Okay. Lockdown. Uh, so they're polar opposite. Uh, with a new quarterback, uh, who's one of the better rushers? I need a team with a very good rusher. Uh, Post Malone's Knights. Max Ledoux on my team. Uh, that's the team I'm quarterbacking. Uh, not for my reasons, uh, not, or, not my skills, uh, but for Max Ledoux's skills will be my uh, my choice. Uh, Mo, I finally get to turn the tables on you. Um, give me a team who have Warriors' number. 
I will go with. Hold on here. Let me get this lined up here as I look it up. Uh, I'll they go struggled. They struggled against Tim Brandy. Yes, struggled, but they still won. So the in reaction to your answer, your question that you had posed to me, seventh rounders. Uh, Jafar Hassan has a team that's worked out very well in terms of the l- layout of what the f- roster is. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback play with Julian Chaib, who had four touchdowns, 184 yards passing. Uh, he's going to learn how to get better at that qu- quarterback position. Their defense is very lights out. They can cover a lot of blades of grass on the turf. And last but not least, their offense, their receiving core, very balanced attack yeah, here. Um, that can definitely win it in different shapes or forms of how they approach a game here. So give me seventh rounders. Okay. And that's going to be polar opposites for this week. All you know right. what that means, Mo? It's now time for Games of the Week. That's a really pitiful Games of the Week uh, hype here. Let's try this again. It's now time for Games of the Week. All right. It sounds like his voice is cracking over there. Okay, here so we go. I don't have time to think about my picks. You do so not. You have to just word. pick. Yeah. The pressure answer. is on, yeah. all right? And we have to finish it before the song finishes, oh, too. Yeah, which I, also think, I think we'll do it this time because uh, you're, you're keeping the same song as last time, right? I love this one. This is a good one. We're going to start with Tier 1. We have Mangoose and versus the Apocalypse. Mangoose. Mangoose. Urzans Medzik versus Blessed. 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 And KGP versus EZW Battle of the Acronyms. KGP. KGP. Tier 2, Pincello's Ravens, a rematch of the finals. <laughs> Ravens. Pincello's. Unexpected Diablos, Santal. 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 Hot Sauce Sports, Team Ethnic. Hot Sauce Sports by 50. Um... Hassas. Ooh, I don't know who their quarterback is. Team Ethnic. Ethnic. Los Siete Amigos, Blowyang. LSA. LSA. Grim Reapers, KGP Ra. KGP Ra. Mean Machine, Chocolate Thunder. Thunder. Mean Machine. Bruins, Tough Lungs. That's a good one. Lungs, lungs, lungs. Bruins. All right. Tier 3. The Stormers save a horse. Stormers. Save a horse. That's the team I played, and they were pretty good. Tim Brandy, Post Malone's Knights. Brandy. Post Malone's Knights by 60. Ooh, 60. That's my team. I can't pick. <laughs> uh, a double header for Save a Horse as they take on Demons. Save a Horse times two. Yeah, Save a Horse. Trailer Park Boys, Pardon My Swag. PMS. Yeah, PMS. <laughs> The Penetrators, Lockdown. Lockdown. You're going to lock down the penetration. Toon Squad, The West Yard. Toon Squad. The West Yard. Two Inches Gang, Free Agent Squad. Free Agent Squad. Free Agent Squad. Lion Hearts, FSU. 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 Fighting Cones, Killer Rays. Give me the Cones. Rays. Seventh Rounders, Lockdown. Seventh Rounders. Seventh Rounders. And save the Turftles, Warriors. 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 And finally, two games in co-ed this upcoming Sunday. We have La Sect versus The Rock. Rock. The Rock. And our other game is going to be Easy Fun versus Yin and Yang. Easy Fun. Easy Fun. And that's going to be it for our games of the week. We actually finished before the music ended, so yeah. I'm just gonna buy a little bit of time well, and no, just well, say some well, words here. Well, what we can do is, in the meantime, Mo Khan, call Leo Gervais. Oh, let me try him again. Try him again. Okay, okay we'll try him again. again. Try him again. But uh, but Mo Khan, you had the uh, the game, uh, the week one game picks. You were the winner. Thank uh, you. For week That's one, you're you're in the lead. We had actually a few different picks right now, so uh, things could shift Someone's into week away two. Someone. Yeah. Hopefully, it's me. Riveting television. It is awesome television right now. We're waiting for Leo's ready to pick up his phone. Which clearly he isn't because he is somewhat busy. You have reached the voicemail. No. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Uh, so, again, week one in the books. Um, don't forget, week two, uniforms are in full enforcement. Unless you're still waiting for uniforms from Sportier or from your supplier. And also, don't forget, guys, you get your flag belts from us and just follow the protocols. Eagle, anything else to wrap it up here? Uh, I think think the 
I think. I'm not sure because I haven't got the official announcement yet. But usually, week two is picture week. Yes. Right. So get your haircuts done. Get all stylish. Make sure your jerseys are in if you get a chance. Uh, you'll be doing a team picture before your game, hopefully. So try and get there a little bit earlier so our photographer is ready for you. And if you either don't have an individual player profile picture or you want to retake one because you took it years ago and it needs to be updated, get to do that in this week as well. And then we put them on the website nice and pretty. And next episode, we're going to critique how they turned out. So try and impress us. Give us a little bit of uh, the spazzazz, as they would call it, mm -hmm. and uh, try and let Mo uh, like you. I know it's the outro music, but I have one little uh, announcement, the surprise announcement. We're going to change the game picks a little differently this oh year. Oh, boy. So Screw MoCon. Here we go. <laughs> so we do the, the normal media pick one that we just did here. Uh, we track that and then see who wins at the end of the year. But no one really gets involved outside uh, of us. So this year... Uh, I've taken the initiative uh, to get the community a bit more involved. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, a few notes uh, to, to how it works. So we are going to pick one game from each tier played on Sunday nights that will be selected by the FPF community uh, as voted on on Instagram. I'm going to be posting those right. at 6.45 p.m. on Saturdays till 6.45 p.m. on Sundays. Uh, and the FPF community will vote on which team they will believe the game will win uh, that the game uh, is posted. Now, while individuals vote, of course, it gives you a percentage of which team is, is uh, has the most votes. Yeah. So that will be selected as the FPF community pick. The FPF staff of Alexi Dubois, myself, Pease, Mo, and Eagle will have one consens consensus vote that's going to go up against the FPF community. If at the end of the eight-week regular season, the FPF community has more correct game picks than the FPF staff, then a $50 FPF credit will be awarded to two unique members of the FPF community who participated in the voting process. We're going to be doing that with a live random draw here on Calling the Audible. I probably won't be here, but whatever. Um, I'll bring you $50. in. Yeah. I'll win yeah. $50, no worries. So now, to just one note of eligibility, I'll, and uh, all of this information I'll post in my article. But to be eligible for one of the two FPF credits, a player must have voted in at least four different weeks of the FPF Cup season. So I'm going to be tracking that. Make sure you get your votes in every week. Uh, and note, a player can only win one of the two $50, F, uh, $50 FPF credits, just to uh, let everyone know. All right. Don't sabotage us, Mo. I know you're bad at this. I know. I will. <laughs> all right. Uh, magic words, please. Thank you all for letting us be ourselves. Um, Pease would want me to say that. From all of us here at the We Extra Point Live. Good night, Gwinnett, Georgia. That is a nice place. <laughs>